live from the inside of a tauntaun, where I thought they smelled bad on the outside, and brought to you by Disney on Ice, Frozen, presented by Stonyfield Yo Kids Organic Yogurt. Come see Elsa, Anna, and Olaf in all your other Frozen favorites. I'm Delmon. And I'm Oz. And this is EQ2 Talk. is episode number 78 and we are recording on february 28th 2015 and let's just say after a bit of a hiatus oz uh well hiatus uh hibernation hibernation even better uh let's say the rumors of our death were greatly exaggerated oh by a long shot (laughs) (laughs) it has been a long time a long time since we've uh sat down to record, I shudder to think of the last time. I'm going to say it was, actually I know when it was because I looked at it and gusted me, so I'm not going to sound like I, I don't know. I know exactly when it was. We recorded last after Fanfare. Yeah, August 30th about. Yep. So Six months. Something like that. Uh, I don't even want to count them. Uh, simply put, uh, it's my fault. If you're going to blame anybody... Blame Delmon. That's always Absolutely. the easiest. Blame the healer, right? Uh, hey, who else would you blame? You can't yeah. blame the fighter. I, I got plenty of excuses, you know, everything from the fall, then the holidays set in, then the winter that has never ended set in, and then more winter and more snow and more holidays and work and home life and beagle life and family. Uh, listen, I got excuses for everything. Even right down to my shoe was untied one Saturday, so I called off. Recording. Just let it go, Dale. Let it go, let it go. He'll never see me cry. All right, uh, but so we're back, okay? We're back, we're here. I said in August we were going to try to back, and then I went, it was all downhill. But I promise this time, Oz, I promise you. you I'll give you my promise ring. How does that sound? Uh, no. Okay. No, no, no. No. All right. Very good. So then uh, let, let's move on. Uh, and I thought what we would talk about this time is the, the gap between our last recording and this recording. Holy smokes, there's been a lot of change, hasn't there? Oh, yeah. I mean, but changes always happen, so we just got to go with the flow, you know? Uh, they they say change is good. I don't know who they are. Maybe they are the people not being affected by change, of course, so they think it's good. Uh, but there's been a lot of things that have happened, and so what we did, we I think we created our, uh, and I'll put it in air quotes because I don't necessarily know if I want to call it this, but we will anyways, our top ten, top ten things that have occurred since we last recorded. Uh, yeah, we can call it top ten. It may be 11 or 15, but it's 10 roughly. Okay, 10-ish. 
the things that have uh, transpired in, in uh, EQ2, Norath, uh, Sony Online Entertainment, there's been a whole lot of change and a whole lot of things are different than they were last August as we came out of Fanfare. So let's start with our first of the top ten-ish. Again, not, I should have numbered these and I'd know exactly how many there are. Uh, but the first one we had was a Daybreak Gaming Company, Oz. Yes. Apparently, SOE is no more. Yeah. Did you see it coming? Uh, did I see it coming? You know what? Yes and no. I guess. I don't know. They're their own people now. Well, I guess they're not really their own people. They're now owned by an investment company, right? DGC. Yeah, so is that how you say it? DGC? Uh, yeah, because Daybreak is one word. Daybreak. Okay, it's not BGC. I know some people are trying to do DBGC, but Daybreak is all one word. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I guess I would say, did I see it coming? Not necessarily, but did it shock me or surprise me? Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, things come and things go, and uh, maybe this company might be good. Who knows? Um, I didn't see it coming. Uh, it was a big surprise. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, you know, I think uh, you can certainly see that the, the Twitter sphere and 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 the. Uh, and all the blogs and all that all all of a sudden picked it up and all that because I guess you would consider it to be big news in 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 terms of the MMO marketplace. So, you know, well, SOE's been such a huge part of that that uh, to be switching the t- name mm-hmm. uh, makes a huge deal. You know, I mean, it's um, could be groundbreaking. It could be groundbreaking. Uh, I, I guess the only thing that surprised me too, and I lot of I saw a lot of places refer to it i don't know if that's correct because maybe independent means something else to me i mean they're still owned by somebody else they're yeah. still owned by this columbus nova uh organization so uh, it, it's not like they're they're out on their own they they do have somebody who i guess is is overseeing them or handling them or managing them or, or owns them i guess is the they best way to put it to somebody right exactly perfect way to put it perfect way to put it so you know i saw a lot of people referring to them as we're an independent game company well no you really can't be independent if you're owned by somebody else right right i mean that's not the definition of independent <laughs> well and also you know a lot of people are hoping that a lot of the soe games get pushed out to like ps4 uh playstation 4 and some of the other uh console games as well yeah, definitely, definitely they were still in bed with the PS line, 2, 3, and 4 being, you know, the Sony title that they were under. But now they have the opportunity, I guess, to pursue uh, Xbox and other mobile platforms maybe that they weren't, um, that they didn't have access. Right. So let me ask you this. Knowing what we know now about all the things that have occurred since since transition, since change of control, do you think this is a good thing? On a what company wide basis? For 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 EQ two, is this a good thing for EQ two? Oh, that's a tough answer. Now it could go either way, really, in my opinion. As long as you know the revenue's still up, I don't see a problem with it. But you know, the it questions whether what we're going to see in the future, right? Is going to be more station cash stuff, or is it going to be like what we've gotten in the past? Where we get some stuff for free and some stuff gets shoved on the station cash. Uh, right, and, and a lot depends on the direction of this new uh, new company that they're going to be working for, what they're interested in. Uh, I'll be honest, my first knee-jerk reaction was, th- this is the end. So I immediately started shopping around, I'll admit it. I- I'd like to welcome everybody to uh, DDO Talk, which is what we'll <laughs> be going for. No, 
the fifth podcast that's available for DDO. Right. It's amazing for, for for that title. They have so many live podcasts. I did look at that. Uh, DDO happened to be the game I also tested out when uh, SOE was off the air there. What what was that now? Two years back. Yeah, I, I have I have not uh, even looked at that actually. But I'm still I an EQ one EQ two player. Yeah, but I guess some of the things that we've seen come out of it since, right? Some of my fears have been. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I guess I'm not as fearful as I was before. Uh, subsided, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've heard Holly say, we are still here. We are still working on the title. We are still going to be bringing you great games. Okay, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe you then. I'm going to stick with you, and I'm going to keep playing. Uh, because, again, I don't want to start over as a level one noob trying to figure out how to, how to, how how to tell. tell. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I remember that the first night first night in DDO many years ago, we couldn't figure out how to send each other a tell. You know, they do have a help section, right? Yeah, but I'm a guy. I don't read manuals. Oh. I don't read manuals, and I don't pull over, and I don't ask for directions, right? Right. <laughs> God, GPS is... So along uh, with this uh, DGC came the SOE Live cancellation. Yep, there will be no SOE Live, obviously, or, or what, what we could DGC Live. Yes, no DGC Live. live. Yeah, uh, for 2015. Kind of bums me out. Does it bum you out because now you have to pay for an expansion? Yeah, yeah, it does. That's one thing. Yeah. So if there's going to be another expansion, and I, I can't tell you the last time I actually bought an expansion. I mean, I've been going to SOE Live for so many years, and they've been doing that deal you know, attendees get the the base expansion, the next expansion for free, both EverQuest and EverQuest Two. Yep. Um, not that I've been playing EverQuest One, but I, I guess I have, I'm entitled to them. I couldn't tell you. Could it? Could it be maybe EOF? I I don't know. When the, yeah, probably around there. The last time I actually bought an expansion, I actually had to shell out uh, real dollars for an expansion. It's kind of kind of scary in that respect, but I'll tell you what really uh, saddens me the most about it. Certainly the, uh, I'm not going to have the opportunity to see friends and, and folks who I see, you know, every year, once a year at the event, um, you know, folks from other fan sites, players, uh, the developers, other members of the staff and all that sort of stuff. I'm not going to have the chance to see them, but I'll, I'll say this, and maybe this is a little sad too, is SOE Live was my, was my Delmont's once a year vacation. It was the time that I went away and I went on vacation. I went to Vegas every year and I, for a couple of days, uh, although I never really claimed I went to Vegas. The event just happened to be in Vegas, wherever yeah. that was I was going to go. But um, I went every year, and this was my vacation. I took time off of work, and I went. The rest of my time off from work is usually spent doing projects or yard work or stuff around the house. I, I don't go away. So I, I'm kind of sad that in 2015, I might not actually have a real vacation. I I might spend that weekend in August, like, painting the deck or something. Oh. And that's that's sad, isn't it? Yeah, that's horrible. I mean. Or maybe spreading more mulch. Who, know, who knows what, right? Or weeding or something like that. I, I, I'm going to miss out on that fun weekend that that I really, really, really looked forward to Every year, yeah, but there's upsides to it too. You don't have to deal with the PS2 players. You don't have so much swag. I'm going to miss those PS2 players. I, I'm going to say that. Maybe I can hire some jerkies to sit near me somewhere. And just you know, talk about shit in the 
I'm sorry, whoops, sleep, <laughs> uh, and, and take the heck out of me talking while I'm trying to listen to something else. Maybe I'll hire some people to bother me at a movie theater or something. I mean, uh, you just have a dog walk back and forth out in front of your house and let Miles just go at it while you're trying to watch a show. Oh, sweet Jeepers. I got to say, it's been very peaceful because he can't see over the snowbanks to the street, the street <laughs> so he can't see the dogs walking by in front of the house. Oh, it's been it's been polite and nice the past few days. The oil man showed up, and you would have thought it was World War Three here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, you're right. I'm gonna miss those plants, uh, plants, uh, plant station, <laughs> plant side players. Uh, yeah, the swag. You know, I think we've talked about that. I got enough of that already. So there'll, there'll be nothing left to dust this year. And I guess yeah. we won't have to complain about how how weak the swag was. Yeah, that's true. Because you know, but you gotta have to remember 2014, the zombie prom. Yeah, all the good stuff that came out of 14. Because I, I don't foresee it happening again you're gonna say 2016 you don't foresee it i do not i don't foresee it being dgc live or con or whatever or yeah con or whatever the heck you want to call it i don't see it happening i, I don't i don't think so either i i will go so far as it i it was done if i hope you enjoyed 2014 because i do believe that will be the last time you'll ever see an soe live now I've heard some players are trying to put on an event, but it'll never be what what the company put together. No, because you know that was real professional, and they had what was coming up, what they were doing. I mean, I, I don't think you're going to get that level of experience. You'll still get the experience of seeing people, you know, your old friends and whatnot. Maybe a dev or two will show up, but I, I don't. I don't think it'll be the same level. I, I'll say one thing that kind of did surprise me about the announcement is relatively how quickly it came out. After the announcement that they, you know, were, were transitioning to to become Daybreak, was it the same day or the day after? I'm going to say it was either the day. It was either 24 or 48 hours. Yeah, it was quick. It was very quick. And I have to say, when I first heard, I go, "Wow, okay, there's the first in cost elimination. We're not in cost containment or cost saving. We are in. They are in cost elimination mode. And and certainly, SW Live is was never cheap to put on. Um, and I certainly enjoyed every dollar of it that SWE spent on it. Uh, but the minute that came out, I had a sinking suspicion. I, I eliminated from my mind that the transition uh, from SOE to Daybreak is going to be a great thing uh, because, look, they already took out one of the really, air quotes, fun things about them. Yeah, I mean, it was a, yeah, one of the better things about the whole Sony Online Entertainment other than the games themselves. Right. Uh, it was a great weekend. They spent, they absolutely spent a lot of money on it. And, uh, you know, as much as sometimes I found stuff to complain about because, you know, well, that's me, right? I always find something to complain <laughs> about. Uh, I truly looked forward to it all summer. I mean, I would be counting down the days looking forward to it, you know, and, and, and excited about it. And, and I would go every single year. I would pay out of my own pocket to go. You know, even if we didn't get the swag and the free expansions, I still would have paid to go every year. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to go and just BS with the devs and, you know, see people that you don't normally get to see. You know, you're across across the country versus me, and, uh, you know, that's how we met up. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I, again, the, that part of it is, is somewhat sad, and, you know, and, I, and I'm going to miss that. And, you know, whenever the second or third weekend in August rolls around, I'm going to remember that that was the, you know, traditionally the SOE live weekend. Yeah. And then I'm going to go paint my deck. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be slaving away in the hot sun. So, 
speaking of slaving away in Sky Shrine. Oh, Sky Shrine? What are you yes. doing in Sky Shrine? What was I doing in Sky Shrine, Oz? I was farming spell uh, research reducers. No way. I was. I was. No way. Up Why until, would you do that? They're not even in game. Well, I'm going to say that. Up until about three days after they introduced Grandmasters. Because it took me about three days to realize, well, wow, wow my luck really stinks all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I had the same problem. And I think a lot of other players did. And, you know, after a couple of days, it's like, mm, something smells rotten in Sky Shrine, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, and it's not the decaying draw eggs. No, certainly not. Uh, you know, I got to be honest, this, that change, uh, I, I'll, I'll say this. If you were to look up Nerf in the dictionary, you are going to see this there. A picture of oh, this right there. Yeah, because they didn't even they didn't even post it. It was just done on the sly, behind the scenes, and they didn't even tell you about it. So you know, me, you, a certain brig I know, or swashbuckler actually, uh, we were all trying to do that, and and we get slighted. Exactly. No announcement that it was going to happen. They did it the day they uh, released the grandmasters, which of course people are going to want to research and reduce and you know get in their spell books as fast as possible. And I think didn't the same exact day the prices go up on on spell re- researching if you're going to pay by station cash. It was either that day or a couple of days before. Okay, that one. That but yeah, that I mean still though it's within the same time frame. And not only that, the button for upgrade here got larger in the window. Oh yeah, by about two times. Yeah, I mean talk about. Sticking it to me, you know. They had long since ago eliminated spell res- spell research reducers from the dungeon maker. You used to be able to buy those with dungeon making tokens. Right. They, they took those out uh, once they realized how easy it was to get tokens. Uh, and and now this was the last bastion of that. And they did it at you know at, at eleven fifty nine at the stroke of midnight. Was looking on a Tuesday, all of a sudden it disappeared. And frankly, uh, that sticks in my craw. Oh, it should, because that was one, you know, I don't spend station cash, uh, and I won't, so it's going to take me, what, uh, what did we figure out, 2020? Yeah, something like that. I refuse to as well. Absolutely yeah. refuse yeah. to spend station cash on spell reduction, because I think it's a, it's a uh, do I want to say this? I think I do. It's a money grab. That's all this was to me. This was a money grab, and I think it stinks. If they had told me about it, I'd be upset. You know, but the fact that they did it underhanded, and I guess to some degree, uh, this is over exaggeration, of course, infuriates me. I would have been unhappy, and I would have grumbled about it had they posted and said, "Hey, as of such and such a day, we're going to take these away. So go get them if you want them. Grind your little hearts out. Go get them yeah, if you want them. But we're going to take them out. Give us a heads yeah. up." Yeah, I mean that's that's the only thing. I mean, I don't mind that they t- took them out. I really. Uh, it's just the fact that it did it under, you know, under the under the hat. Yeah, and uh, that that's what hurt. Yeah, that's that's what ticked me off the most about it. So, uh, I guess if there was a moral to the story, tell us, and I'd be a little bit more or a little less excited about it. Yeah, but how many times have they done something like this and not told us? I mean, several times, and every time it comes up, it's the same thing, right? Tell us about it so we can vent and get it over with instead of doing it on the sly and making it worse. Right, right. You know, and that's, that's I think, you know, that's the point. The, because it was done on the sly, uh, the conspiracy theory becomes even greater. I think it's even more of a money grab than if I had just known about it. So 
Right. And, you know, most of us are adults and we'd accept it, maybe grumble, maybe post, hey, this sucks. But, you know, we'd accept it. Exactly. And then I would have ground them a lot harder for those last two weeks. Right. Exactly. Me too. The other other thing that they've done is they put in a whole bunch of new achievements with Altar of Malice. Not your favorite type of achievements. Certainly not. Now, while I am a huge fan, (laughs) a huge fan of achievements, love them, work at them, grind them out. I'll go back and and get old school ones that I haven't gotten before. Uh, Yes, I will kill 10,000 of those four-armed people just so I can get an achievement for it. Yeah, Keevans. Whatever their names are. There's note how I... I I tried to uh, sidestep trying to say the word so I didn't butcher it. Yeah. I always refer to them as the, the forearm people, guys. right? Well, you I, don't know if they're guys or girls, really. I mean, have you ran into one of the women one? I, I don't know. I think so. I think some of them have boobs, but maybe they're, maybe they're just fat men. I don't know. Um, maybe they're moobs. Forearmed moobs. <laughs> forearmed boobies. Nice, but uh, yeah, so they've added a lot. Of, they added a lot of achievements with the with the latest expansion that mentioned, uh, Altar of Malice. That also occurred while we were on hiatus. Um, but a lot of them are very um, Mario ish. Yeah, yeah, Super Mario EQ two, and I do not like Super Mario EQ two. Oh, I know that because you know I do like the Super Mario EQ two. And while I get the achievement, I have to stand up there and wait for you to call to me. Yes, yes. So there was one where in Oshuary, I think, where you got to get like to the top of the statue. Yeah. Stand on his head. Yeah, Dell couldn't do it. Thank God for Call of Tinkerer. <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't next to you this time. Yes, yes. Or and I clicked <laughs> the right one. Go to him, not bring him to me. Yes. Um, and then there's another one. I th- I think in another Oshuary, we have to jump off the railing and land on uh, a, fire. a fire brazier there, fire pit. Yeah. I and still want the uh, shark, the X2 shark over there in Broken School. That one I got. That one I did oh, you get. You got it? I did. That one. I got that one, I think, on my first try, too. I think I, know I missed it the first time we tried it. I think some guildmates were in there for hours. You know, because the other pain in the butt with that one is the shark swims all the way out to the zone in. And then you got to wait for him to swim all the way back. And let me be honest, that shark takes his damn sweet time. Yeah, I think he stops and smells the roses on the way back. He he might, or it takes a sniff of a few of the pirates along the way. Uh, So you have a very small window of opportunity when he's, like, under the rocks for you to jump off and and land on him. And I think that one, I I thought it was a cute name, was Jump the Shark. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, they came out with an achievement back in Frostfell, which I was very displeased with, where you had to run along on the ice and run through those uh, gelatin cubes, I think. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was there. I helped you. Sorry, uh, we, I attempted, attempted to help you. You and I, we finished it once. Yes, within the time frame. Within not the time within, frame. Not within the... What time frame is that? Well, not within the achievement time frame. We did it in the time frame that it took to get the quest completed for the... I don't know, was it three EC tokens or something? Three of the Frostfell tokens? It was almost insulting how difficult that is for the amount of tokens it gives you. Right. And I think, don't quote me, but the time was like three minutes and 30 seconds to complete the quest and two minutes and 30 seconds to complete for the achievement. Yeah, something like that. It was ridiculous, in my opinion. But you know, uh, Right, the time we did it, that we would the only time we did it that we were ever successful. We barely beat the regular time by like five seconds. 
Right. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, I'm sure somebody's done it. Oh, I'm sure somebody did it. I'm sure somebody did it. Uh, I, I can't imagine too many people did it. But I guess, you know, so while, while I'm unhappy about some of the EQ2 Mario ones, happy that there are a lot of them out there and that they are different. They're not all just uh, kill flawless, kill shorthanded, kill sense of urgency. Superior sense of urgency, sense of urgency, victory over. It's just a standard. Right. Those ones, those those cookie-cutter ones we've always seen. This time they kind of had a lot of fun different ones, and I think that's good, and I, and I like them, even though some of them uh, drive me batty and up a wall trying to complete. Absolutely. I can kill 10,000 gremlins. It's not that hard. But when i got to run around and jump through hoops, I mean, I, the, the old... Uh, what was it the the ring things on on the, the the gnome cities the city festivals the the gnome flying races right the flying race uh, yeah. again uh, an arcade style gameplay that I don't excel in some of those took me many 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 tries to map out the course for myself and and then to finally get it yeah I mean th- those were kind of fun you know a little bit uh, they weren't great but they're they're fun to do one I got my achievements off of it I I enjoyed getting it. Uh, but the, these these new ones, I really do enjoy them because it's it you know like the jumping onto the head of the giant statue was it took some thought process and how to do it to get up there and that's the kind of thing I like to do as opposed to me who is just as happy to stand on the ground and wait yeah, and wait until I get up there and, and go, call hey, a, you up there yeah call to somebody so <laughs> yeah. uh, but the other thing I was just talking about Frostfell a moment ago so let's talk about live events. And it has been my opinion now, uh, you know, since since uh, since our last go round, we've seen what the Heroes Festival come and go. We've seen yep. Frostfell come and go, yep. uh, and we've seen uh, most recently E Release Day come and go. Wow, well, is it gone? Oh, it's gone. Finally, oh, okay. it, it. I think it ran for a few days over due to a patch, but <laughs> it is gone now. No more. No more candy is dropping. Thankfully. Okay. But I have to say, uh, the the. Live events have been a little on the weak side, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Most recently, and we'll just talk about E-Release Day, most recent. Uh, same same quests as always as, as in the past year. Uh, and this year, what the new addition was, was three, uh, I'll call them cookie cutter, kill ten rats quests in three different zones. Not overly satisfying, in my opinion. Right. You went in, they were right at the zone in because, again, they have to cater to, you know, the lobies who might want to go do them as well. So they're right at the zone in, right on the beach or right by the, you know, the, the bell to get in. And they were level agnostic. So when you bumped into one, it spawned at the level that you are and you killed it. And you had to kill, I think, a dozen of them. Yeah. Uh, and you got token for it. Uh, same thing with back in uh, Frostfell. The only thing new really was the achievement for the for the road race. Everything else was was stock standard from previous years, and I had seen in previous years prior to this one was while the same quests were there, but there were different rewards attached to them. Right, and, was, and you know, there was an upgraded recipe book, and that was probably the only other thing that was really upgraded. Uh, right, a new recipe book, and in this there was one for Frostfell, but they had normally did attach some type of house item or a cloak or a cap or a, or something wand or whatever right to each of the quests so there was a reason to run them right now we're just running them if you are running them for token yeah and or the same old stuff that i already have thousand of because i've ran them for the last thousand times and it's all bottled up in my highly successful dungeon 
Well, I've been selling them off. Like all the all the junk. Let me call it that. The junk I got from Frostfella, the uh, Santa Glug there. Oh yeah, I gotta yeah, tell you, w- one of these years I'm gonna like take a swing at him because he is he. Well, he's not smart. Let's call him that. He's he's anti-smart loot. <laughs> so what I gotta do is, in order to get the five items, right? There were like five new items that Santa Glug did give out this year. In order to get those five items over the course of I don't know how long is Frostfell? Twenty some odd days. Yeah, some. I got to move five tunes over there and log each one of them in to make sure that I get at least one of everything. Because if I just do it on Delmon, I wind up with like fifteen uh, frozen sculpted elk or whatever those things are—the the reindeer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, got, I got I got a lot of those. Twelve buckets of snowballs, or like the same jelly behind you. Cast your pet thing. Yeah, and those those are heirloom. You, you can't even sell them. No, and they're they're worthless. I, they're, I, well, I, I tell you, for me, they're worthless because I don't cast them. But I know people do, and they enjoy having those, and that's great. But right. for me, they don't do anything for me. But you only need one because it goes in your knowledge book, right? Yeah. So you never need one, and then you can cast your gumdrop a gazillion times. So when I, when this year when I wind up with four void gumdrops and please the void oh my god every time I see void I want to cringe haven't they learned how much we dislike the void at this point well, you know that's the next expansion right <laughs> would not be surprised <laughs> the void okay. the void strikes back that's revenge of the void we call the void the void more <laughs> avoid the void and I'm uh, joking about that folks it's not, I don't really know but it's if a it good does, bet if you're a betting man pick the out. void. Yeah, if it does come out, I'm sorry. But, you know, so that one, again, to get all the things I need, i got to move all my tunes over there and cycle through each one of them every day to make sure I get the, the, the at least the new stuff. I'm getting stuff from Fro- from Frostfells three or four years ago still. Yeah, yeah. So, that you don't need. That I don't need. And one is they're literally worthless. Uh, they're heirloom, so I cannot sell them, uh, and they have no value. So what you do with them is destroy them. Oh, absolutely. You can't even get six lousy copper for them. That's why I've been a little disappointed in the live events because there has been nothing new attached to the same old, same old quests. Uh, I'm running them either for e-release coin or something along that lines, all of them, you know, uh, that there's in, you know, so I bought the recipe book. That was the extent of what I got out of, out of e-release day, I believe. Yeah, pretty much. Although I did think it was ha-ha funny. Can I say this right now? Because it's a great a great transition into our next oh, item. What's what's ha funny? Do you know what was on the the Irelisi broker? Still uh, not broker, but the the two guys with the bobbing heads there, Doug uh, and his buddy. Does, does it have to do with highly successful dungeon makers? Yeah, the dungeon maker <laughs> stuff. They are still selling it, if you can believe it. Uh don't know why you would buy it because uh, I'm assuming you already have it. So let's turn our attention to uh HSDM as I've I've come to know and love the highly successful dungeon maker well i mean isn't it really just like a uh storage unit it is successful storage unit it is highly successful storage lockers right now yeah well let's 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 say what happened uh the expansion released people went there in droves grinding xp were you one of them uh no well no eh. do i have to admit this Am I, I under- think you do, because I was with you. All right, I, I guess I'm under oath, right? You are, because I was there, and I'll call you out on it. Okay, so Delmon did not. 
No, Del Delmon did not. Delmon did not. Delmon got his XP the old fashioned way. Correct. He did quests and killed mobs. He earned it. Okay, so everybody wanted to go one Saturday night, and I'm like, you know me. So fine, I'll go. So I bring, who did I bring? I brought the evil monk. It was the monk. Who doesn't even have all his AAs yet. Who maybe hit a mob once. (laughs) He stinks. He's horrible. (laughs) The the evil monk is driven by one thing, the ability to flop farm shine. That's all they're needed for. And he couldn't even, uh, he didn't level. He's still 95. He didn't even. He didn't he have AAs. That's all he was getting. Um, it was three fifty. I guess three fifty is the the number prior to AOM, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, I think he was at like three eleven, maybe, and maybe yeah. he's now he's at like three twenty four or something. Three something like that. Something. Like that. So I, I took him begrudgingly because I wanted to hang out with the cool kids, but um, you're right. He contributed nothing. He absolutely contributed nothing because he he he's still wearing like you know uh, void gear, <laughs> TSO level gear, um, or, or straps that I've gotten and handed out, handed off to him. So well, he shouldn't be anymore because I think I sent you a bunch of armor. You did, you did. He's wearing a lot of that, and he's wearing some raid armor that filtered through the cracks from oh. TOV maybe, you know, yeah, so he's yeah. got, he, I, uh, and he, maybe he's got some TOV quest gear. He did like 10 quests up there. I, I, yeah, I was that's motivated. currently though. Uh, right. That's not when this was happening. Right, right, right. So, uh, yes, I did grind XP with the cool kids one Saturday night. I didn't level though. Uh, can I, can I say it that way and get myself out of trouble? No, you're still in trouble. Okay. Um, but you know, so the devs caught wind of this, apparently. That, that you were there. Yeah, well, said, yeah, yeah, it was all my fault, right? This crap, right? Oh, look at look at what he did. <laughs> so, uh, although I, I guess I'm surprised that they didn't foresee that coming, right? Well, uh, it, it's happened in every expansion for right. the last three years. W- whether it be Sebelis, Sky Shrine, or highly successful dungeon making, people went there. Why? Because it was the path of distance to leveling yeah because levels don't matter level right and that's a whole other topic and i think we're going to make a show out of that i think someday about why i truly believe levels don't matter oh, absolutely i think we should but people went there the devs didn't like it so they nerfed all the xp they also but, then took yeah. away the tokens yeah so, and this is what really chaps my hide i almost cursed they give you they they, they all the spawners all those spawners we chased, and you did it more so than I, because you opened booster packs to get the elites. I only got the common dropped ones. I had, I had probably ninety nine percent of all the spawners that dropped in game. Uh, and let me tell you, it is not fun. Uh, the panda bears were tough. The sphinx was probably my biggest nemesis. The owl bear was not fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, the owl bear wasn't fun. I mean, it was just it was a painstaking process. But you know, I did it because I was like, yes, now I was ch- it was something to chase when there was nothing else to do. But I was like, yeah, I have everything, and then all of a sudden, hey, screw you, we're giving everybody everything. So Dungeon Maker now is a free feature. Yes, it rewards neither XP nor tokens. It is still what it was in terms of agro housing. Yes. 
and that's it. Yeah, well, no, it's a storage unit. It's a place to throw your crap. Yeah, well, you, that's what I'm using it for now. It's a place to put your crap. Yeah, yeah. Why well, clutter up my my houses when I could just clutter up my storage unit? And and that's really what it is. It is the yeah. moral equivalent of it. I guess you could argue you could, and this would be the this is the one percent argument, right? Somewhere out there, there are people who enjoy decorating. And that's okay. I, you know, they, they, but I, I, why am I making it sound like that's a bad thing? There are decorators out there who enjoy doing that. That's, uh, that's fine. And they, and they do a fantastic job. Yes, they do. And I'm always impressed with what they can come up with, especially when they tweak and torque items to make them look like different things. Absolutely. Very impressive. Uh, the, the creativity of players always astounds me. But you can do that in a house, and now you can do it in a dungeon. If you want to show off your creativity in, in decorated dungeon, that's fantastic. Go right ahead. Don't put mobs in it, right? Because now people have to fight them. So if you want to show off your creativity, why would you put aggro mobs in, in your aggro housing now? Uh, to steal a term that Alicia's always used. You know, dungeon making was aggro housing. So I guess, while yes, you could continue. It's, a, it's a, another canvas to decorate on. Why would you stick mobs in there? All it's going to do is prevent people from seeing your creativity. I'm waiting for the reality show of EQ2 uh, Storage Wars. You, you want people to bid on unseen dungeons? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. All right, yeah. we'll open up the dungeon. You can look in, but don't touch anything, and you can't go beyond the first room. <laughs> yeah. How much do I have for this dungeon? Yeah, right. Oh, wow, look at that one's got an armoire in it. I want that. What's in the armoire? I don't know. Could be the bloom cold. Oh, that, show, that show's so fake. Yeah, uh, but it's funny. It is funny, but uh, highly done, highly successful dungeon maker. Not so funny because that is truly what it's been reduced to. HD, HSDM is toast. It is what it was. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but going hand in hand that we have been just talking about it is this this idea now that we have to uh, XP in current content. Was it ninety six and above? You can, I think, you can still go to Sky Shrine and do level ninety five, can't you? Yeah, you can go through ninety five, but I don't know. You know, it's been so long since I've tried to level anything because it's just not worth my time. Uh, but ninety six and above, you basically have to f- go to new content to any any kind of experience worth it. Because I think, like, you kill something in Sky Shrine, it's five XP. Yeah, we went in there. We we killed one of the. Con- tested raid mobs in there the other day for an old school achievement uh i think it took us longer to fight through all the stuff we pulled as we ran in to actually fight the actual x4 uh but i was getting four i think it was four or five xp points per drag oh, yeah. that was dying it's kind of funny that and there's no hsdm right civilis is the same way they cut that way down right i mean you may be able to mentor or something like that to get a few more but i'm not sure how much more or if it's even worth it you pretty much have to go through new content so so basically you you're talking either the quest line which will take you through the overlands and the solos and the advanced solos and you know the heroics or if you're looking to grind i guess you're talking about uh contested uh pirate zone or contested ossuary Right, I think I think they kept high keep intact though. You know what? I think Over they I think they nerfed it at first. Yeah, but then went back and said, eh, "It's still kind of current ish," and they put it back on the table. I guess what that just shows me is, to me, I guess a little how 
um, for lack of better terms, how out of tune they are with what's going on in the game. When you get more experience for killing an overland mob in AOM versus killing one in a dungeon, that's an issue. Right, and, and certainly at launch, it was all over the map. The XP curve was, or, or not the curve, you necessarily how much any particular mob in any type of tier level of content, uh, overland, solo, advanced solo, uh, it, was, it, it was inconsistent. And I think Absolutely. that showed a, a lack of overall direction of what we're doing here. That you're, you're developing in silos and everybody was just out doing their own thing. Yeah, it's like we created, somebody created the mobs and somebody came in and said, oh, here's the XP for the Overland ones. And somebody else did, oh, here's the XP for the ones inside a dungeon. Exactly. So there was no consistent flow through the game. And then that, well, well, we forgot about, uh, we forgot about high keep. Okay, we'll put that one back in then as current content. Yeah, because it was, it was higher level than the rest of TOV or something like that. And they decided that that should be okay to keep that experience. It just, at, at launch, it was, I, I guess to describe it simply in a word, was it was kind of a mess. Oh, it was absolutely. You know, where do I go to get my, where do I go? To, then the whole, you know, the dungeon making thing happened. Uh, they did eventually smooth out the Overland solos, advanced solos, heroics, and whatnot, and right. all that, uh, eventually. But it took, I'm going to say a couple weeks. It wasn't like a few days. It was a couple oh. of weeks of that. Yeah, at least a couple of weeks. And, and again, that I think that goes to show uh, a lack of overall consistency and a lack of overall polish on on your final product. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a lot of that though. I mean, like there was no what was it that wasn't at the hub? Uh, there was no like a uh, uh, the reforger. Yeah, that's the guy. No reforger at the hub. Yeah, and, and you know that's just something that you know TOV had everything you needed in one spot. To deal with, and you go over to AOM, and you're like, "What the hell? I got to go all the way back to TOV to do my, you know, this stuff, or go to the Freeport to get it done, or whatever." It just wasn't fun, uh, right? So that that lack of consistency of things that we had we had come to see in TOV. Um, now, whether they were intentional decisions or oversights, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you but you know, when you when within a couple of weeks you cave and say okay and put it back in. You would have, you know, as as a player, it looks like an oversight. That whoops, yeah, again, lack of polish, lack of overall direction, a lack of you know dotting all your T's and crossing all your I's along the way. Yeah, and then this whole thing with the solo named in both um, the two zones, Tranquil Sea and Phantom Sea. Yeah, again, this goes kind of hand in hand with what we were just talking about. So. At launch, they were they there was a an advanced uh, not a, a solo solo overland quest for each of the zones to kill four named. Those names spawned statically once an hour, and they were aggro. Yep. Oh, your summoners, your people with mercs and whatever else stood there and camped it for four hours. Everybody's a pet class now. Oh yeah, with a mercenary. Thanks to the Molo gameplay, everybody's a pet class now. Yeah, everybody. So, and it didn't take long for people to figure out exactly where they were and get on their schedules. And now all of a sudden out came the cries of their perma camped. <laughs> right. And they were, absolutely. Oh, well, not 24-7, but they were essentially during peak times perma camped. So their solution was, well, we'll make them non-aggro. Well, and then they actually, actually, let me take that back. There was another step in the middle there. They actually 
uh, made it worse or made it made the camping worse, made them more desirable because they put uh, gems on them. Uh, but before that, though, before the gems, okay, they reduced it from four to three. And shorten the timer. It was like an hour. Shorten now it's it, like forty-ish 40, minutes, forty-some minutes. Right. So they made it easier, hopefully, to get people out of them. Then they put the gems on them, which made them even more desirable. Yeah, but you couldn't really AFK camp them at that point. No, no, uh, because you, you, you. But you would still have to swing by and harvest before the chest rotted. Yeah, because I mean, when I went looted. and did after they put the gems inside of them, I didn't. I realized I read the notes and I was like, "Oh, cool." So I'll just go do my weekly like I was doing every every week. Ended up with, uh, out of both zones, six kills, four out of six with gems. Nice. So I was like, why not? You know, so, yeah. So I wonder just how many gems got posted out if I was getting four out of six, you know. So their solution to this new permit camping was, let's make them non-aggro. Let's, yep. move, let's move them around. Three locations. I think there's three to four locations for each one. Yeah. And then... Let's make it, if you kill one, you can't see it for two and a half hours or something yeah. to that effect, right? Two hours, yeah. Two hours? Okay. And they're not trackable. Oh, right, and they're not trackable. Now, Delmon hates it. I don't do them anymore. They've become almost too difficult. They're almost well, not worth my time and effort to do them anymore. Unless you accidentally take the quest. Which I did the other week, so I felt compelled to have to finish it. So I spent all night Saturday night flying around Phantom Sea looking for... Th- you did your Saturday night looking for names. Yeah, <laughs> Del's exciting life. Flying yeah. around looking for names in Overland Zones. Um, but it, it, to be honest, um, my opinion was, hey, camping... To me, camping is part of, an, of the MMO experience. Well, if, I, if I get there and I'm standing on this thing spot and I know it's going to spawn every X amount of hours... Or X amount of minutes. That's 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 how we play, right? That's that's classic EQ. Well, you know that wasn't supposed to be the way of EQ too. It was at launch. There were many names that were like that. Uh, you know that you stood around waiting for and had yeah. place implied and had placeholders. Right, you know, and but the intent of EQ two was to eliminate a lot of that. Right. So what I would do is on up on a, I'd get up on a Saturday morning. I'd fly around till I found a spot that wasn't camped, and I'd park myself there. I'd do some laundry or dusting or vacuuming or whatever it was around the house. Once I found out when it when when I killed one and I knew the exact time when he'd spawn next, I'd come back at five minutes to that time and kill him and move. I would move on after my three. I'd get my three and then I'd move on. Never did it with a merc. Always killed it myself. Yeah, same here. I used to do homework because I'm in school. I would do homework, you know, and oh, timer would go off. I'd. Go back to my screen because it's right here in front of me anyway. Right. And I would uh, wait for the mob, kill it, and then go back to doing my homework and set my timer again. Exactly. Now it's not worth the effort because I can't do that anymore. No, nah, it's too much work. And, you know, I, I have enough Farron, I guess, to some degree, and I really don't need, need yellows anyway. So yeah. uh, the, the value in doing that, uh, my opinion, I would have left it the was, you know, and said, hey, this is it, you know. I don't think we needed to cater to the the wah, 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 I can't get my turn at it. Yeah, and well, I think they should have taken the gems off of it and said, you know what, earn your fairing. Right, exactly. The, the gemming just made them even more desirable. Right, and I think that that's what caused really an uproar at that point because then everybody wanted a gem, didn't really care much about the weekly, and wanted the gem. I'm still not doing it this week even despite the double fairing, uh, although I say that maybe I'll still do it, I don't know. I won't. 
I should. I got, I, 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 yeah, I should. I got to convince myself not to do it. Okay. All right. So I, I, I'll be honest. I'm not. I was not keen on any of the changes to that. They. My opinion. What launched was fine and catered to. Uh, frankly, my, my playstyle. My opinion to this is that I don't really care because I've got enough Farron and I got enough gems. Why do I care? Exactly. Uh, and what ticks me off too is the ones in tra- drop level 95 gear, which is worthless. Absolutely worthless. I can't salvage it. I can't transmute it. It's junk. It's crap. It's vendor fodder. Speaking of salvaging. Oh, my God. Salvage. How's your quintessences going? <laughs> I'll say this about salvaging. I, I, I said this the other day in Guild Chat, and I think a few people recognize what I was talking about. Salvaging is like trying to get skill ups while trade skilling in EQ. Remember back in the day, or and I haven't played oh, yeah. in a long time, you'd put your four things in the hopper, push button, and hope to God you saw you have gotten better at. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I would sacrifice chickens. I would pat my head, rub my stomach, spin my chair counterclockwise before clicking the combine button. I swear that is what salvaging is turning into. It is turning into trade skilling from EverQuest 1, hoping for skill-ups. I have a pile of dead chickens that I have sacrificed to Brel next to me. Not one of them has helped. Well, I'll tell you what. It's a lot different now. It's still kind of the same when you're doing something that's expensive, you know, in EQ1. Okay. Uh, when you have to camp for the items and stuff, and it's like, okay, this is really important. Yeah, it's still like that. But for getting skill-ups and stuff, it's pretty simple. So... Uh, yeah, salvaging salvaging is quickly becoming a dirty word and makes me want to punch kittens. <laughs> Maybe that's what you should do is just buy a box of kittens and just start punching them whenever <laughs> you get frustrated. <laughs> uh, all right, so let me ask you this, though. We've been in, in AOM a couple months now. Yeah. Altar of Malice. Let me ask you, is AOM just really TOV 2.0? Uh, yes. And why do you say it's, that? It's the same, it's the same model. Uh, for getting gear, getting jamming up your gear, uh, it's the same model for farming. You just keep running that uh, treadmill to get your stuff. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same model as TOV exactly, except for we have another Overland Zone. Ah, uh, yeah, but really, the Overland Zones, if you combine them all together in both zones, it equals out to be TOV. Well, let's say this. This time we filled the air with water. Yep. It's more islands that I got to go between. And you're right. It's, I run, well, now we have solos. Those are new. We did not have solos last time, right? We have solos, advanced solos, heroics, event heroics, and then the raids. Yeah, but event heroics are different than heroics or solos. Right. So those are new. So we got solos and these event heroics. Those are kind of new. But in terms of, of, Gear progression, gear chasing. Yellow, blue, green, red, purple. The same thing all over again. Oh, yeah. Same number of gems. Well, no, the gems are increased. Are they? I think yeah, you still needed four. Three, it was three in TOV. Oh, it was four, wasn't it? No, it was only three. The fourth one was an overcharge that you got out of, okay. Out okay. of uh, one of the raid zones. All right. I want to say one of the fabled raid zones. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay. Dragon one. Yep, yep. But it's it's the same thing. It's the same, you know, same color scheme, same methodology, same concept, same model. Yeah. Um, you you chase this to get this. That takes you to the next zones, and you do the next harder zones for the next the next harder items. Although right until you drop. Right. Although in the beginning, the 
the level of difficulty versus what what item you were getting was a little out of whack. That yeah, which has now since been changed. But again, uh, again, going to what we were talking earlier, the uh, overall polish at, at launch necessarily wasn't there. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like I'm flying between islands. I'm doing a trade skill daily. I'm doing a trade skill weekly. I'm doing you know weekly quests. Uh, I'm doing, you know, although we now have a raid weekly, which is kind of nice. You know, I'm doing the same exact things that I did before. Yeah, and you still have the gem exchanger, right? Yes, yes. Go up and gem color. Yep, we're old gems. We're just getting that now. We're just getting that now. Um, And although I would say if what's a little different is that they have become more, there's more delivery methods of gems. We were talking earlier about that now they're on, Advanced solo quests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're well, now on the weeklies. Also, you get uh, the which is a recent change they just put in is the adornment remover. If you've done this signature line on one character, you can buy the adornment removal item for each of your characters that are on that account. And I'll tell you, the adornment remover is really the motivating factor to do the signature line. Well, the mouth's pretty nice. The mount is nice. He's nice, but let's be honest. If you if you were given the the choice between two options, I, I would take the mount. Really? Absolutely. Uh, then you're, you're supposed to crack. I don't know what I, rug you're on right now, but you're, right. you're playing wrong. You I need a mount fetish, man. I love the mounts are just awesome. <laughs> uh, all the mounts that I, I've tried to acquire as many as I can. I think I have over a hundred <laughs> or something like that. Hey, baby, how's your mount doing? <laughs> mount <Yes>. fetish. <laughs> Can I touch your mount? Um, no, that's they're disgusting. Just, they're just yeah, really nice. I like them, and, and the stats on them are stats on it are really good. But here's my thought: the reason they put the adornment remover or dislodger in for a reason, right? Because there, I think there's this expectation that depending on the content you're doing, you're constantly swapping your adornments around. Yeah, which I have a problem with. You know, I mean, it's such a pain in the backside. Yes, pain in the tuchus. Absolutely. Yeah. So now gearing for content is a mini game to itself. Which adornment suite do I put on for this? Right. I need the ability to leverage. I need to, you know, like purple war runes and stuff like that are yeah. not easily acquired. Right. So my, my biggest problem with this is that, okay, raid force kills first mob, raid force kills the second mob. Hey, everybody switch out your adornments to this. Okay. Then raid mob, raid force goes to third mob. Oh, switch them back to this. And then, you know, it's just too much BS. Now we need anti-stun gear. Everybody get your anti-stun yeah. adornment on. Now we need right. anti-stifle. Get your anti-stifle. Get your right. casting right. while movement stuff. There's, there's all these little nuances that they're put in there. And I think they're, that's why I think the thing was put in the game. Not so that we could rip them off and reuse them. It's because the overall arching design is that you are managing your adornments. Not only your gear, but also the adornments that are on them yeah. on a per fight basis. Right, right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of. It's to me that's crazy. And I think that is going to melt Joe Sixpack's brain. Oh, I think it already has. It, it's melting mine. Well, along with that, that portion of what AOM has brought. The second portion that AOM brought into the game is that the heroics, the heroic names are were, are so raid esque, and the um, the script. But we've talked about this, the, 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 the over-scriptification yeah. of everything. Yeah, and the hit points are just, we're just waiting, you know, because I've ran them. To me, yeah, okay, you get enough DPS, you'll blow it away, obviously. 
the DPS beats everything. But we're talking Joe Six Pack pickup group going into what Ossuary? Right. Come on. It um, can happen. It, it can be done. Don't get me wrong. I'm not faulting mm-hmm. that, but it's just the overscriptification and the amount of hit points is stupid. You are forced to chase yellow, then blue, then green. Yeah, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, the, I, I just don't like the fact that you, you're you're doing mini raids. It's <laughs> like you know you raid long enough as it is, and you do the, these long ass fights for so long. It's just why do I want to do that long of a fight in heroic? And, and I've always argued that 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 keeps the cat. Uh, I hate this term, but I'll say it out there because I think it it refers to what I'm talking about. Though it keeps the casual player away, the guy who's not playing eight nights a week, right? Yeah. There are how many solos, how many advanced solos, how many heroics, how many event heroics. Each one of them either having a a similar scripted content or in the terms of, say, the event heroics, they're, they're totally separate. They don't look anything like the, the right. heroics or anything like that. So I have to know, is this where I joust in? Do I joust out? Uh, and then within each one of those, even if you just even if you just stay at the heroic level, which we were talking about is, is overly scripted, the advanced solos, to some degree, you can turn and burn. Yeah, you, right? can, you can fudge it. There's a fudge factor. You get two people in there. You've got two mercs going. You're probably okay. And I think you can take two mercs, can't you? In an I event don't so? have a clue. To be honest, I've never taken a merc in there, so I don't know. I, I'm making the assumption. I know two people can go in there. I'm assuming two people can bring two mercs, but I don't know. The event heroics, not event heroics, excuse me, just the regular heroics. There are, what, six, seven of them, somewhat? Yeah, with three to four named per. Exactly. Each with a different script and a different encounter. Yeah, so you're so, talking 24 plus. Right. Uh, you're expected... I, and I believe this. I truly believe the expectation is you know what you're going to do or you're going to be able to dissect it very quickly if you're in a group of experienced people. Right. Not, they, they'll, 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 they'll tell you it. They'll explain it to you. But they expect you to get it right on the first try. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think the tolerance level for failure in the pug community is – Dropped to nothing. Yes. And in a game that is very heroic-centric – where you have to run these contents for, for shinies, for your your ferrons, for your upgrades. You're forced to run this content to progress yourself. Yep. But there's no tool in game that helps us do that. And the again to the point, the overscriptification of them, the tolerance level of failure is through the roof right now. Yes. That's my opinion. I and I think that keeps people away from it. It keeps people in the advanced solos and not wanting to move anything further because they don't want to be exposed as not the top-notch player that they need to be. Right, and so what happens next expansion? Does it get worse, or do they do they go to the extreme to the other side, and then people are like, oh, this sucks, it's too damn easy, blah, 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 you know? Well, because TOV is, or excuse me, AOM is really, in, and I agree with you, is TOV 2.0, each time we're losing a little bit more of that. You know, people may have been tolerant of it in the TOV, and they did it. Uh, but by the time that, oh, here we go, it's AOM. This is the same thing all over again. I don't know if I want to go through this all over again. Right, and you know? well, there's there's attrition. Uh, there were people still at the end of TOV, still beating, uh, or or not beating, but trying to beat or struggling through through Dominion. Yeah, you know, that's the proper gear. Right. So, uh, how many times at, at last fanfare did I hear? Can you please nerf Dominion? We can't get through it still. Yeah, which 
their answer fairly quickly. Right. Their answer always was that the team's answer was, well, we're kind of comfortable with where it is in the progression and its level of difficulty. It is what it is. Right. You've got to work at it. But are those, are those people going to come back and want to do uh, Temple, which is the new Dom, right. over and over again? I don't know. Are they just going to say, you know what? I'm just happy with my solo, you know, yellow, and and maybe I'll get it. Maybe I'll or I'll buy red armor that's being, you know, sold. Right. And that's that's probably what's more happening than anything else. Right. It's, I'm sure that the guild is selling gear. Uh, oh, it's definitely happening. And and uh, do I want to say this because it sounds negative and I'm frustrated by it? Uh, guilds are selling it. What do you mean? Bots are selling it. Oh, People. Uh, People are clearing entry-level mobs, or people, uh, bot Bots. forces are clearing entry-level mobs, entry-level raid mobs, and selling gear. Hats and gloves and, and bracers yeah. and all that business. I wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know, I should have brought it up, I, but I did. You know, it frustrates but, me. You know, and uh, Canada posted some stuff about, you know, that they'll ban people for certain things, and those certain things happen, and it ended, but... DGC just doesn't have the FTE to uh, do anything about it. Right. They don't have the wherewithal to want to deal with it or the no. desire necessarily to want to no, deal with it's it. It's too much time. They don't have a full, enough full-time employees to really deal with it. It is what it is. SLR is part of the game, and yep. now the ability to bot, bot the content is becoming more and more prevalent. So it's, it's a natural progression. Right. Talking about progression... We, we've heard it again. It came up the other day. When are we? When are we getting a progression server? Well, you know, EQ1. I just logged into EQ1 just today because mm-hmm. I was checking out an update that I didn't enjoy. As soon as I logged in, a little poll popped up in front of my face about progression server. I was like, "Sweet, I can go on a progression server as soon as it comes online." Uh, we did hear the question come up in the podcast about server um, progression server in EQ2. And it's been stated again, 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 and again, and probably a bunch of more times that it'll never happen in EQ2. Yes, I agree. And I th- I will say I think that's a good thing. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't, you know, we, we've talked about this at extent about progression server in EQ2. Um, you know, you got warts, right? You got group death experience loss. Mm-hmm. You got... Patrons for guilds and guild status, and if somebody leaves, you lose levels. Yep. Uh, there's just a whole ton of things, a slew of things that I don't think people really understand that they really wouldn't enjoy. I, I think people fall in love with the concept of of mentoring, right? When you mentor, you're you're let's call it, you're you're kind of in a god mode, right? Oh, absolutely. You're you're overpowered. And you don't measure down equally, and certainly. When you go down, you, you, you continue to have the 350 AAs you have. Right. right? It's not like all of a sudden you, they take 150 of them away from you. You still have them. You still have access to all the things in that toolbox. Right. Uh, and it just it doesn't numerically go down perfectly, right? Right. And, yeah. So people fall in romantic love with the concept of, yeah, I can mentor to level 50 and go tune around in permafrost or soul six die and, and zones like that and be the big dwarf that I'd like to be, <laughs> right? But going back to what life was like originally, I mean, you really have to think, do you really, really want to go back to that? Yeah, because, I mean, you know, when you spells all had different names, uh, when you and, and when mentoring came into the game, when you mentored, you had to go back to that level that you mentored at, 
bring up those spells and put them on your hotbar. Not only that, you had to put on a different set of gear. All different set of gear. It was totally different than mentoring now. Right. And, uh, you know, there's just so, you know, go look for your shard. Right, because shard chasing when people died, or, or you said earlier, yeah. group death. Uh, one of the ones we were talking about the other day, if they were to go back to the day one launch code, right? The day one launch code, even, if they, could, even if they could pull that off of tape. Which they can't. Right. Because um, they stated they can't. Right. They, because it, it, it's, it, it, they don't have versions. It's not like we're on EverQuest version 9, EverQuest 2 yeah. version 9, right? There's no like, oh, here's the build that it was existed at this day and this is all we have, right? <laughs> yeah. But the one that really got me the other day when we were talking about this was, so what are you going to do with the broker? Are you oh, going to stay, mean- stay logged in all night to sell stuff? Hey, you know, that's how you racked up that many days on your tune. Exactly. That's why I have so many days. Cause that's why you have like five years on your tune. Played. For the first six months, the only times I wasn't logged in is when the servers went down. Yeah, I had exactly. to stay logged in to sell stuff. I mean, oh, do yeah. people really want that? The fact that mobs didn't drop money? You oh, know? no, they didn't either. Yeah, right. that's you right. Know? They it, didn't drop any money. Your biggest source of income was canine saliva. <laughs> yeah. Which also then, could be used in trade skilling, and then you had to pay for the the you had to pay for a bill if you had access to the zone you're going to, and if you did the quest to do get to the next zone. Right, right. Do you or re- you were huffing it? I remember running so many times from Kinos Harbor across Antarctica because, by the way, Griffin Towers didn't exist day one either, and, and Antarctica was heroic. Right, everything was heroic. You had to run all the way across there. Over by Butcher, uh, not Butcher Block, excuse me, Black Barrow. Black Barrow. There were no Griffin Towers initially. You had to nope. run that whole way, zone into Thundering Steps, and then run across Thundering Steps. That's just to get to where? To wherever. Yeah. You know, I that's mean, if yeah. you want to go to Enchanted Lands or Perma. That's how you got around. Do people really, really want that? There weren't Druid Rings. There weren't, sp- nope. there weren't Spires. Well, there were, but they were only for Wizards so- and Druids. Actually, did the spires the spires weren't turned on initially though? Were they? No, the spires were just in the original content. Okay, okay. I you thought had we had to rebuild them. them. No, you, well, you know, maybe no, no. I don't think we rebuilt them then. We rebuilt them in like Echoes of Fadeware. Okay, or something like that. You had to go to you had to go to the spires, pick up a thing off the ground, take it back all the way back to your city uh, portal guy, and give you know talk to him, and he gave you the spell, and but, you had a spell for each place you can go. It wasn't one spell, pick your place. Right. It was you had one spell that said, hey, take me here. Right, right. You couldn't talk to people from Freeport originally. Nope. You, you couldn't, couldn't guild with them. Nope. Guilds lost XP when people left. Well, and yeah, and then they had the patron system. Right. Well, that came that came after. But right. status decayed, guild status decayed. You had to constantly work at it, or yeah, absolutely, or you would just de level automatically if you and didn't that's do what, Ritz. Yeah, that's why they had the guild guild raids. Uh, that oh yeah, those oh, those. Glad about those. But right, the trade skills societies, all that business. I think people romantically think about it, but they forget about what what they would have to give up. You wouldn't yeah, have what, any no AAs. Flying. No flying. Yeah, flying. No, please. no AAs. No AAs. Uh, no. Mounts were expensive as hell. Nobody had a mount other than paladins and oh, shadow knights. Shadow knights. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's and you lose you lose channelers, beast lords, sarn. Uh, is it sarnax? Sarnax. Uh, yeah, you're right. No races. Sarnax, Arasai's, No deities. Those are all gone. Yeah, everything. No blessings. It's just a, it's a ton of stuff that people don't realize what it was. You know, I mean, some people do. 
you, some people know what it was like at launch. So let me ask you this. And this is this just we didn't mention this one. This just occurred to me, and I think it's true. We, we're from Kinos, right? Well, I am. You're a well, yeah, I've been from both. Right. But say you were from Kinos just for this argument, right? We're in okay. a guild, and we're going to go on a raid. We're not going to bring any dirges or inquisitors with us. No, because they're evil. They're evil. We can't group. We can't. Uh, we can't. Well, no, I think dirges were neutral. Okay, dirges were neutral. We're not going to bring in. We're not going to have verdict on our raid. No, no, no defiler. No defiler. No verdict. No assassin. No assassin. Right. No. Uh, it's either. Br- I think it's brigand. Okay. No brigand. No. I mean, there's a, a no shadow knights. And what about that poor woman from SOE Live? Because there, there was no haven. Right. right. Yeah. There was. You couldn't, no, exi- yeah. you couldn't exile it. Lost, so she can't play anymore. Nope. Right. Oh, that, poor, that poor girl. That poor woman. That, that breaks my friggin' heart. <laughs> but uh, you know, so this whole concept of let's go back to what life like was at day one. You only had eighteen classes to choose from when you raided back then. And whoa! And you had to start out. You know, if you wanted to be a, a healer, you had to start out as a healer. Oh, as a Templar. I remember that fondly. So I would like that. Bring, I would like to bring that back. I think it was cool. You know, it was one of the better things. But, I mean, it, it's just, you know, you go to level 10, you do a quest to be able to level to 11. Mm-hmm. Then you do quest to 20, or you level to 20, and you have to do a quest to become what you want to become. Right, right. Uh, shinies counted in your journals. Your journals oh. were only 50, and your collection quests counted against them. Oh, no, your, your journals were only what? 50? 50 quests, wasn't it? No, it was less. Was it less than that? It was like 30 or 25. Uh, it was really low. But shinies went in there. Your collections yeah. counted as quests. So, uh, again, collections, heritage quests, uh, uh, all of them counted as a quest. Right. Uh, and you couldn't get rid of it. You couldn't delete them. Nope. You couldn't delete certain quests. Nope. Um, could so, share uh, yeah, no, There's no sharing. That's a good point. Yeah, forget missions. You didn't have missions and shared nope. that with no, that. So I think people just remember that fondly and think that that was fun. And yeah. I think they would be... I think you know what I describe a progression server like this. Progression server is like sitting in chairs. You'll do it once. You'll say, "Wow, that looks cool," and then you'll be done with it. You'll be like, "Oh, this is stupid," and get stand up. Right, and stand up and go back to what right. go back to killing the dragon. So, uh, but I've always said too about when it comes to progression servers, you know, no matter how you unlock it, you know, the original ones where you know you they had to kill something, uh, achieve something, and, and that would unlock the next experience. Usually, the end mob. Right. It was always done by a small handful of motivated people who played eight by twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that, that was originally the way it worked out. I mean, it's changed somewhat, but yeah. I mean, it's essentially what it is. So uh, that's why I don't think progression sounds cool, but it'll it just will never work in EverQuest. Who, while it sounds romantic and it sounds sexy. I don't think you really want it. You'll be quickly frustrated by the fact of you can't right. do these things. And all you'll hear in level channel will be, well, you won't hear anything in level channel because we didn't have them. But right. people saying, oh, my God, I forgot that I don't have this anymore. Or now yeah, I, I, mean, ha- I have to do this. Your kids. Trade skills were totally different. Right. You know, How many times am I going to have to run down to Nagy? Oh, God. And that's an all-night event because, again, all of, all of uh, Soul Sakai is heroic the whole way down. Yeah, and you're running with. We looked up one of the worm steel weapons the other day. Oh, that's right. We were fooling around with and, worm steel. Yeah, because yeah, we were checking out. You know what? And it only worked on Darathar. Yep. And it was what five strength, eight stamina. Correct. Uh, had some crappy weapon damage, and delay was like two point four seconds. Right. Right. Uh, it was horrible. The and, weapons were horrible compared to now. Right, and uh, to the team's point, that item 
in the way the way it existed at that time with strength and stamina and agility, agility and, and a wisdom. It had wisdom on right. it, right? Because your agility uh, affected your avoidance, your yep. wisdom affected your resists, and yep. your power pool. If you were a priest, you it, know you had it, all of it those. Affected some other kind of resist. Plus, all your healers had to have different different um, uh, cures. Right, all your healers had different cures, and you know what? You got to carry a second set of armor because Menderbots don't exist until EOF. And resists were different. Absolutely, uh, you right. had to have resist gear. You had to have a second set of gear. You had to have a second set of jewelry. And but that item with all those with all those um, uh, specialties on it, which you which you would need if they had division gone back to that. That item doesn't exist because they already went through with the with the loot the loot, loot fixer five thousand, thousand. Yeah. and made everything strength and stamina or wisdom yeah, and stamina. And, because you, know. you have the book, right? And the book was only gotten through one of the coalitions of trade skill. The book is not available anymore. I think it came from my trade skill society. It did the coalition, yeah. yeah. So and the one thing I did really like was the trade skill societies. Honestly, that's one thing I did like. But yeah, that book's no longer available. But when we looked at the, your book, it was like twenty strength, twenty stamina for a fighter weapon. And again, thinking about trade skilling, right? Well, we had multiple. You had subcombines. Oh, I love subcombines, right? That interdependency upon people, except for the fact that the weaponsmith is gouging you for iron studs, <laughs> right? So what do you do? Oh, I'll go make my own weaponsmith so I don't have to deal with him. Well, do you know how hard it was originally to level a trade skiller? Oh, yeah. It, it was wasn't rough. Like you had a depot full of endless supplies or you had a pack so, pony to go get them for you. So let's talk about harvesting. Right? <sighs> you go up to a node. Yep. You get three chances. And if you don't get anything, guess what? That node's gone. And when you did get something, you only got one of that item. And you hope it's the item that you wanted. Because, like, shrubs, they have, what, five or six different items on them? Three yep. to four? Yep. And you hope you get an apricot, but no, you got an apple. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's and you only have three shots. You don't get, like, ten of them. You get one. You, you get when you fail to harvest something, that would, that counted as one of your pulls on the item. And you didn't have any harvesting uh, stuff to get to boost up your harvesting skill to make it faster, to, you know, all that stuff. Right. So, I mean, it's just a ton of things that, you know... We remember as beginners, yes, that uh, you know that Antonica was heroic. That down below was hard. <laughs> yeah, the down below was hard. You just didn't it, run through that. You spent the, all night down there. Yes, and the wife and I spent many, many, many nights down there. And we had placeholders back then. Absolutely, because I remember doing the access to what. Oh man, I know. It was a mob we camped in Thundering Steps that we had to fight, and we camped him for two days. Uh, also, the 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 armor quest where you had to kill Blood Talon that only showed up once every five million kills or some crap. Oh lord, yes, I do remember him as well. Yeah, so I mean, there's all sorts of things like that. Anyway, so yep. server uh, progression server not going to happen. Not going to happen. If you no. want progression server, join a guild. Level lock yourselves and only do yeah. certain content. Start That's your as own close kill. as you're going to come. Yeah. Right. So level lock. Do it till you hit kill a certain mob and move on to the next ten levels. All right. So let's talk about something that's very important and it is our final item. The the most important thing that I guess has recently come out and uh, I, I know there are many players who are truly truly excited about this this addition to the game Oz. Uh, would it have to do with mounting something? Yes, we are going to mount something new, apparently. 
Well, I have a duck mounted on my wall. I killed it many years ago. With with your car? Uh, yeah, I ran it over with my bicycle. <laughs> but yeah, close enough. <laughs> Hand-to-hand combat with a duck. Yes, we're getting duck mounts. After, oh, duck mounts. After all the, all the talk about duck mounts, I guess they're finally going to do them. Well, what do I think of that? I yeah, care. what do I? What do you think about mounting a duck? I don't care. Duck? Bring a duck mount. I don't give a hoot. You know, uh, what are we going to have next? Ant mounts, uh, cat mount. I don't know. Ant Man is coming out this summer. It could be a good uh, tie-in with Sony Pictures. Oh, I'm sorry. Give, longer give me a give me a ferret mount. You want to ride a ferret? Yeah, why not? Or a skunk? <laughs> you know, spray stuff behind it. You know. <laughs> That'd be killer. But, no, seriously, Duck you're right. Mount. <laughs> you're right. That's going to be the next one. I'm going to start the campaign Skunk, Skunk Mount 2015. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, duck Mount. So on the Duck Mount, what do I think? Uh, really, I, I think it's great. If that's what people want, give it to them. Absolutely. Uh, they pay to play this game. Give them what they want uh, to an extent. Uh, listen, yeah, and, we, we've yeah. already got squirrels. We've got unicorns. We've got flying unicorns. We've got, you know. Flaming unicorns. Yeah, we've got, a, you know, so why not a duck, right? Yeah, I mean, the only thing is that, you know, is that the best use of that certain developer's time? You know what? If they sell a gazillion of them, then the answer is yes. Because you know they're not going to be free. Uh, No, of course not. They're not going to be in-game. You know they're going to be station cash. The standard for a duck or for a mount is, what, $25 station cash? I wouldn't know because I've never bought one. I'm not the one with the the mount fetish. Okay, so I'm going to tell you, this is $20, $25, okay? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> With free station cash, I've been able to buy quite a bit. Okay. Uh, I have not spent my own money on it because I will not spend money. But I do pay my $15 a month. So it's going to be – th- I'm thinking, this is just a guess, that this thing's going to be 30 to $35 out of pocket. Uh, okay. And you know why, right? Revenue. Well, of course, yeah, more revenue. But here's the thing: I will say they learned their lesson from the from the strawberry bovine mount. It'll be twenty. It'll be twenty dollars. That Ooh. that is the top to me. That is the top ceiling for the microtransaction is twenty dollars. Do you know anybody that bought that uh, rainbow bovine? Uh, no. You don't. No, I don't. I could probably tell you. There's at least fifteen on our server. Really? All right. Well, then. You know, but here's my thing. You. You you run the, 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 the I'm no it's economist, right? It, it's it's a mix. You either sell a few at a top dollar, or you sell a lot at a cheap price. You know right. which one is going to make you more. I'm not the expert. The, I don't know five, how passionate the duck people are. The five the five dollar half gallon of chocolate milk is going to sell less than you're going to sell the dollar chocolate milks. Okay, right. the kids are going to come in and buy those versus buying the five dollars. So I'd say sell it at a lower price, twenty twenty five dollars, and it'll go right off the shelf. I think twenty dollars will be the top top price on the dock. Now, Let's see. skunk mount, people will pay at least fifty for skunk oh, mount. Oh, at least I, I would almost. And you know what? The tag I can already see the tagline for scout monk, scout monk, scout <laughs> skunk, skunk? yeah, skunk mount. This thing stinks. This thing stinks. <laughs> That's that. Actually, the skunk mount might be pretty damn cool. A leaping, a leaper skunk mount. With ba- with with back attack, like when you jump up to leap, it like releases a gas, yes. you know? kills anything underneath it. <laughs> anyway, that's just going a little overboard. All right, so uh, okay, so very good. I think that was our top ten. Was that everything? 
Yeah, I was like a 10 or 11. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, our top 10-ish list of, of things that had happened since we last bothered to record a podcast. <laughs> Six months. <laughs> I know, I know. and But it'll. I guarantee the next one will be less. I oh, promise. Yeah. Less than six months, so we're talking five months and three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our next episode coming in June. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, we've agreed that nothing else? I have nothing else that needs to be talked about. All right. So then let's say thank you to everybody who took the time to download the podcast. We haven't changed this one bit. Um, let's also say thank you to this week's corporate sponsor, Oz, Disney's Frozen on Ice. Presented by Stonyfield Yoke Kids Organic Yogurt. You can see Elsa, Anna, and your Olaf. Let's go build a snow. Do you want to build a snowman, Oz? Just let it go, Dale. Just let it go. Okay. Don't forget, this week they are at the Scotts Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, on March 12th, 13th, and 15th, they have five shows at the Palace of Auburn Hills out there in Auburn Hills, uh, Michigan. Got to ask you real fast, though. Anna oh. or Elsa? Which one? Which Elsa. would you? You're Elsa. Elsa? Yeah, well, you know, Anna's kind of flaky. She is, but she's got the red hair. Yeah, I mean, I don't really, really fan of blonde hair either. If she was brown, if also was brown hair, I'd be cooler. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't like flaky. All right, should we really be talking about Disney princesses? <laughs> There's a ton of them to talk about. All right, let's, that's okay. Let's move on before we get ourselves in trouble. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, yes, thank you. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, Disney on Ice, where apparently they just skate in circles. Um, if, you, if folks have any suggestions, comments, feedback, want to talk about some of the things that we've been talking about, maybe you've got some things that we've missed that occurred in the past six months since we last recorded that you think are really cool, uh, you can share those with us. You can email them to uh, us. Uh, me, I'm uh, Delmon at EQ2Talk.com. And I'm OSGZ at EQ2Talk.com. You can also catch us in-game where I am, EQ2.unrest.delmon, that's D-E-L-L-M-O-N. And I'm eq2.unrest.osgz. You can also join all the cool kids in our in-game chat channel where we are eq2.unrest.eq2talk. We're always in there. Um, I was almost about to say even when we're not playing, but that would sound silly. Even <laughs> when we're playing, we're in there. So come in there, hang out with us, and chat whatever you want. You can catch us on Facebook at facebook.com slash eq2talk. And you can follow us over there on the Twitter, where we are uh, twitter.com slash eq2talk. And we would really like if you would follow us. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Is that how it goes? Yeah. I, I love us on Facebook, like us on Twitter. Yeah, it's all yeah. the same. All right. Very good. So, uh, again, thank you to everybody for joining us here for Episode 78. I really, please, I promise you, I promise you, there will be an Episode 79, and it will occur during 2015. <laughs> 